Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. All right, here's your question. Feel like I'll never stop my toxic behaviors. How do I truly change and not have this feeling anymore? Well, um, before I answer this, just want to remind you, um, I know I get a lot of questions from different people, uh, tons from email, DMs, and uh, of course my podcast. And I'm only one person. I don't have time to answer all them. I always feel guilty when I don't answer as many questions as I can. And so I built this AI where it funnels all my books, my articles, thousands of articles, hundreds of podcast episodes, and uh, six books. Um, so I can answer your question anytime that, that you want. You could have me in your back pocket. It's only pulling from my content. So uh, they're my answers, not from the internet. Uh, so go to my Instagram at the, at the Angry Therapist and tap my bio and you will see it there front and center. It's not subscription. Um, there is a small one-time payment, so if you're uh, uh, if you can forego a cheeseburger, then <laughs> you could have me in your back pocket. Anyway, check that out. Okay, so to get back to your question, um, feel like I'll never stop my toxic behaviors, and um, how do I truly change them? Well, first, like you know, anything in self betterment, I think understanding. Uh, so being aware, here's the order, being aware. So being aware of your toxic behaviors. And I got to say, uh, question yourself on if it is toxic, right? I think sometimes we might jump the gun and stamp something as toxic when it may not be, right? And also something that may have been toxic for you in the past uh, may not be toxic for you today because you're a different person. So be honest with yourself. Is this truly toxic? A good question um, or a good way to know is how is this behavior affecting your life? Is it affecting your life in a negative way? Is it stunting your growth? Uh, is it hurting other people? You know, of course, all of that uh, is is that is toxic uh, or can be toxic. Um, but if it's not, but it it's something that you're doing that you just feel guilty about. Um, I don't know. It, it may not be toxic. So you have to decide, is something truly toxic or is it not toxic? And if it is toxic, just the awareness of that, just the awareness that, okay, here are some things I'm doing, whether it's eating your feelings or uh, jumping into relationships with people who are not uh, emotionally available or whatever it is, here's the behavior that I'm doing that is toxic or um, toxic, such an extreme word. It's unhealthy. Um, I do not want to do these things anymore. Okay. So being aware that here are th some things that I'm doing that are unhealthy. That's step one. Step two is um, following the string down. Where is this coming from? So instead of just why, and this is the mistake that I think most people make, instead of just white knuckling behavior, Okay. Instead of like, for example, if you're, um, if you're watching porn every day where you can't get stuff done, right. And that's, uh, a, a, a toxic behavior, then 
instead of just stopping, uh, because that's probably not going to work. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. Where is it coming from? What is the porn giving you? Why have you become obsessed with or addicted to this behavior? Um, is it giving you escape? Is it giving you dopamine? Is it giving you some kind of numbing? What is it this thing's giving you? Where is it coming from? What are you lacking? Uh, what's the the hole inside you? What's the wound that you are trying to escape from, ignore? Um, what is happening inside, right? And so when I say, where is it coming from? Uh, you have to really sit with yourself and you have to think about your story and you have to be really honest with yourself to figure out where this is coming from. And when you get to the source and you discover, oh, it's because I'm lonely or I feel, you know, lacking in self or I, uh, you know, whatever the reason may be, um, then that's the part to work on. And when you work on that, then the behavior will change, right? So another example, um, if, you know, let's say you, you, you eat your feelings a lot. When you're feeling down, you're in the cupboard, uh, especially late at night, just, you know, numbing yourself with Doritos and pancakes and whatever, right? So this is to a toxic behavior. You want to change this. Uh, this doesn't make you feel good about yourself. Um, you work out hard during the day and uh, this is bringing you down, right? This is counterproductive. Also, it's not healthy. Uh, you get bloated, you know, whatever. Um, and, and, then, and then, you know, with the behavior, there's also, uh, it's lined with shame. So it's not just the behavior because usually the behavior isn't what's, truly toxic. Uh, what's toxic is our judgment about the behavior, uh, the internalization that because I'm doing this, I am, and you fill in the blank, right? I'm defective. I'm a piece of shit. I'm worthless, right? Like the horrible ways that we talk to ourselves. So you realize you're doing this and instead of just saying, I'm not going to do it, or making deals with yourself. And, I, you know, some of that could work. You could say, okay, I'm allowed to have um, one snack or one treat. And, and you could have these negotiations with yourself, which creates some kind of uh, handrail, right? And that's, that's super helpful. But on top of that, I think you really have to explore where this is coming from. So uh, in this case, if we're talking about eating your feelings, well, um, it's probably coming from you having anxiety and uncomfortable feelings that you don't want to sit with, like loneliness or fear um, or, 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 you know, any kind of feeling that makes you feel anxiety uh, or, or overwhelming feelings that you, that you maybe can't handle. So then you turn toward, you know, the snacks or the cookies or chips or whatever, because that then distracts your feelings 
and numbs you, gives you uh, uh, some kind of high, right? Uh, and so then the prescription would be to actually sit in your feelings and allow yourself to feel. And as a practice, as you get uncomfortable, knowing that it's like a swell that turns into a wave and that wave is going to pass and you usually feel the swell, you panic, you get uncomfortable. And instead of letting the wave pass, you usually act out. So in this case, it would be um, eating, but it could be anything, right? It could be drugs. It could be sex. It could be uh, exercise. It could be whatever, whatever your escape is, right? You're running away, not toward. And so to run toward self means to sit with the discomfort, to breathe through it, to investigate where it's coming from, and allow that wave to pass. Because once the wave pass, uh, whether it's a craving, uh, you know, um, a, a desperate need to run, escape, go somewhere. I mean, some people, <clears throat> their thing is to, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. For some people, their thing is to uh, just travel. And they don't see it as a problem because traveling is great and that's amazing until they realize um, that's their form of escape or running, you know, so they're not able to uh, just sit still. They're, they're running to stand still. That is a song by you two. And if you feel like, okay, that's what I'm doing, and here's the behavior, now let's sit with it, let's sit with the discomfort, and let's actually try to feel some of these things. Okay, I feel uh, lonely, I feel undesirable, I feel unloved, or I feel you know, unattractive, you know, whatever it is. I feel shame, I feel, I feel like a failure, I feel whatever. So all these feelings that we have um, that we don't want to feel, if you can start to practice, and this is not, you know, something that's just going to happen over the weekend. It's something that you really have to practice to meditate, to breathe, to whatever, sit in ice. I don't know, do whatever it, what it, what it, do whatever it takes to sit with these feelings and to not allow yourself to internalize or label yourself as less than because you feel this way, but give yourself permission to feel. And see that it is a practice. And at the same time, investigate, right? So you're not just allowing yourself to feel. You're putting on your detective hat and you're investigating. Where is this coming from? What happened? And why is my knee-jerk escape? How much of this has to do with uh, the trauma I went through? Or the unresolved breakup? Or, you know, whatever happened in the past? Things happen that we skirt that we suppress that we push away and it always comes back up and when it comes back up it manifests in different ways and one of the ways it manifests is uh toxic behavior you know whether it's behavior that is uh targeted towards self or toward other people i mean you may find numbing escape or whatever um not in something you do but maybe how you love Right. Maybe you can be controlling or uh, possessive or, you know, like so the behavior sometimes isn't towards you. It's 
toward or at someone else. And so to be aware of that, to be aware of where that's coming from and what you want to change. If you find that uh, you're in a relationship where <clears throat> uh, you you can't hold the relationship, meaning it only lasts, um, I don't know, like there's a pattern of after three months, you sabotage, right? Or after three months, you bounce. Um, there's something happening. There's something happening underneath. That's a pattern. Uh, not if this just happens once, but if you notice it's a, it's a reoccurring pattern, then you could then label that as possible toxic behavior and then ex- explore where that's coming from. You know, what's happening as you hit toward that three months that is bringing you anxiety and that makes you want to leave. And that may be fear of intimacy. It may be you feel that you don't deserve healthy love. Like it may be a lot of things, right? And so until you figure out what is really happening underneath, it's the just trying to change behavior is uh, they're just band-aids, you know. So I would, yes, of course, try to change behavior, but I would more importantly open the hood of the engine and figure out what is happening, what is going on internally. I need to use more periods in my sentences. You know, I, 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 okay, so speaking of behavior, I don't know if this is toxic, but I think I talk fast because of my insecurity of if there are silences, I feel like a fraud, or I feel like um, I'm not giving you value, or I feel like um, I need to constantly talk. Uh, and some of it is tap dancing. Some of it is, hey, look over here, <laughs> because I'm buying myself time to think. Um, but I, f- I find myself filling air with noise, in this case, my voice, thoughts, randomness. Uh, yes, part of that is my personality, but I do think a part of that is um, an escape in a way. A part of it is a distraction. Uh, so I would need to, I mean, I don't know if, if it's toxic behavior, but it, it is behavior I want to change. And so um, I would need to, when I feel the urge uh, to talk fast and not use periods to, you know, um, fill up dead air, uh, my practice would be to take a breath and to sit in that silence and be okay with it. So here's the swell, right? I'm sitting in silence. Here's the swell. Swell's coming up. I have anxiety. Oh no, you're going to think that this podcast isn't good. I'm not giving enough information. Shit, I got to start talking. I'm the quote unquote expert. I got to give value, right? All that's coming up. And that's coming from, if I follow that thread down, it's coming from being a C student, um, feeling like, uh, you know, I got lucky as a writer, right? Because I failed as a screenwriter, um, not feeling smart. I never felt smart as a kid. So all of those things from my childhood is what's activating me, the behavior of covering up silences, talking fast, talking a lot. And then um, knowing that and sitting with it. And then there's just like self-parenting piece where it's like, no, John, you're not an idiot. And um, it's okay to be yourself. And you don't have to talk a lot or tap dance or, you know, when I was young, I was breakdancing and a lot of that breakdancing was to feel special or, you know, to get the applause and <laughs> approval from the adults or other people that thought uh, a 10-year-old spinning on his head was cute um, because I felt valuable, right? And so telling myself that I don't have to 
do that for someone else anymore unless it's something I want to do for me. And the practice of taking a breath, sitting still, and just allowing me to be me. Now, that being said, there is a honest personality side of me that is all over the place and that does burger walk and talk a lot. And some of that is coming from a solid self place. Uh, and then some of that, especially when I'm doing podcasting or, or videos, is coming from a pseudo side because I'm, if I stop talking, the kite goes down. Then you can really see me in that stereotype. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be well.